And now, Legal Matters. With Turner Freeman Lawyers. Determined to make a difference. Now, today in Legal Matters, we are talking asbestos, and it's a big concern for so many people. You might have been exposed to it or concerned that you've been exposed to it in the workplace. What are your rights? What can you do? You might be worried that a loved one could have breathed in these deadly fibres. What are your legal rights? If you've got a question to do with asbestos, give me a call now, 131873. A lot of home renos going on, a lot of people in home isolation fixing up the place. And there are real question marks about asbestos and what you can do, how you need to be extra careful and what happens if you think you are exposed. Anne-Marie Pascali is an accredited specialist in asbestos litigation. She's a partner at Turner Freeman's Parramatta office and she's on the line for us now. Anne-Marie, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Deb. We know that asbestos is still in a lot of homes across the country, a lot of older homes. It is a real risk, isn't it, for people who are doing home renos? It absolutely is, um, uh, Deb. It, it's, it's everywhere. Something like 70% of homes in New South Wales had some sort of asbestos cement building product um, in, built into it during the, the 60s and 70s. So it's a huge concern. Here. And what do you look out for? Because how do you know if it is asbestos or not? You don't. Um, that, that's why it's really important that if you suspect at all, you get an expert in to, to tell you whether or not there is asbestos present. Is it an age thing? If, if a building's you know, been, been constructed in a certain time frame, is, is it pretty much a given that there'll be some asbestos in it? Yeah, look, if, it, if it's definitely fibro and it's constructed before, say, the early 80s, good, there's a very, very good chance it, um, it contains asbestos. Anything post about 82, 83 probably doesn't, but sometimes it's very difficult to even tell the difference between um, fibro and gyproc. So, you know, if, if you're not sure, get the experts in and, and they can tell you. And when you say get the experts in, do you, they get them in to A, gauge whether it's there and B, remove it for you. You've got to be licensed to remove it, don't you? You absolutely do. Um, you, they get, they come in, they will test whether or not there is asbestos present and if so, they will remove it safely so that it doesn't put you or your family or any of your neighbours or anything like that at risk. All right, so if all of that fails and if you are concerned that you have been exposed to asbestos, what are the health implications or the potential health implications? It depends on the extent of your exposure, but the biggest concern with small exposures, which is what most home renovators are, are going to be um, at risk of, is uh, mesothelioma, which is a terminal, um, essentially a terminal cancer um, that is untreatable. So one fibre, one, one minor exposure, that's enough to get mesothelioma. And then this is where you come in as, as the lawyer, the legal team. What do you need to prove in court if you believe your health has been affected by asbestos to be able to access compensation or access help in some way? Well, we, we, you have to prove exposure to asbestos, obviously. Um, if you, we're talking about home renovations, we generally have to identify either um, an, a manufacturer of the product, so who manufactured the, the product, um, or you know, if you're doing it in the course of uh, employment, so if you're a builder doing renovations to a home, then we have to identify um, your employer. And if you work on your house and, and you end up with mesothelioma, with that terrible condition, is it your fault because you didn't take proper precautions or is it the manufacturer's issue? 
it's absolutely the manufacturer's issue. So, you know, Hardee's, for example, knew that this stuff was dangerous from the 1940s and failed to put any kind of warning or um, instructions about safe usage on the product or in their brochures. So um, it's absolutely on the on the manufacturers. And is there an element of personal responsibility, though? Because now that we are aware, obviously back then we weren't, but now that we are aware of the dangers, how much of is how much personal responsibility do you have if you don't do the right thing, if you don't get in the licensed professionals? Um, now, if you if you know that asbestos is dangerous and, and you do a, a renovation that are, and that exposes a neighbour to a risk of harm, for example, there could absolutely be implications for you. Mm. All right. You might have a question for Anne-Maria Pascali from Turner Freeman Lawyers. Give us a call now, 131 873. George is on the line. G'day, George. What's your question? I'm just curious why more isn't done about getting rid of asbestos rather than helping people that have already been infected by it. Because my understanding is once you have mesothelioma, there's no turning back. Whereas if we, you know, if we invest a little bit more time and money into actually getting rid of this product, making it more affordable, especially... I live in a home that is made completely out of asbestos, and I'd like to get rid of it. But the cost is more than the re-cladding re- cost. So it's going to cost me more to get rid of what I've got than it is to coat my heart in a new cladding that isn't dangerous. Mm, I just find the situation ridiculous. Yeah, it's a good question, George. We'll see if Anne-Marie has a response to it. I I absolutely 100% agree with you, George. I don't think the government does enough to um, firstly help people identify whether it's present in their homes and secondly to affordably um, take it out of their homes. And I think they probably need to be doing more to subsidise it or to be regulating costs, um, but it, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a good point to make, George. Thank you. Jan's got a question for us too. Hi, Jan. Hello. Yes, um, we have a... Uh, roof being removed um, as I speak right now um, next door to us mm. and um, they've just done our side of that to big house and they're going to take at least a week they said to uh, to remove the, the um, uh, slates are imitation slates and they're asbestos and they, this is new owners they've just bought the house and um, they've just found it so uh, as far as I can see, they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. The How, only thing they haven't done, which I was told they would do, was, was hose down the um, the roof. Yeah, that's unusual that they, they haven't done that. But if they're... Look, the great thing is, Jan, that if they're taking all of the proper precautions, it's very, very unlikely that it will be a danger to you or to your family. Mm, but it's worth, uh, worth keeping a close eye on it, though, isn't it, Anne-Marie? Because Absolutely. obviously if you've got to make the assumption but not leave anything to chance, I suppose, exactly if, if right. you're a neighbour, that is for sure. We'll take a quick break. More of your calls, 131873. We're talking legal matters here on Afternoons with Deborah Knight. A question on the text line wondering, Anne-Marie, if Giprock could become a future problem. Um, Giprock itself, no, I don't, I don't think so. Um, in the 60s and 70s, sometimes Giprock had a jointing cement that uh, joined the two, the, joined the internal sheeting together, mm. and that contained asbestos until the uh, early 70s. But uh, and unless that's happened, um, no, I, I don't foresee that it would be a potential problem in the future. All right, Michael's called in in Leichhardt in New South Wales with a question. G'day, Michael. Uh, good day, Dad. How are you? Yeah, good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I'm a health officer for 
a local council. And I don't know if they realise that you can take up to 10 square metres of asbestos away yourself. You don't have to be licensed to do it. And it's kind of like a loophole, so it doesn't technically say just 10 square metres, so you can then take 10 square metres a day. So if you've got 100 square metres, you can do it yourself. So mm. it's kind of like a loophole that, uh, yeah, because, you know, we deal with it like on a daily basis, that people tend to do that, and then it's kind of worse because they just still have to take it away directly, but there's this loophole where it allows mums and dads to take 10 squares, but builders get onto it and they know that, you know, oh, well, we'll just take 10 squares today and then 10 squares tomorrow. And so they don't have to go through that licensing process to get a licensed person in to do it. That is so interesting, Michael. Licensing. Yeah, because it's costly too because people are trying to avoid the cost of that with the licensing process. But that's an interesting point to make, Michael. And Anne-Marie, have you come across people trying to uh, get around the rules with that, that sort of loophole? I, I haven't. Uh, you've just taught me something, Michael, that I didn't know and that is frightening and, and that's probably exactly the problem because people do try and do it themselves and then expose themselves to uh, to risk. Mm, well, that's a loophole that needs to be shut mm-hmm. down because that does, it exposes people to longer term risk right. as well. That's exactly right. It's frightening. Yeah. Good on you, Michael. Thank you for letting us know about that. We might chase that up too. Bob's called in with a question. Hi, Bob. Hi. Um, I worked in a as a contractor for nine years with uh, James Hardy. I think I've lost you there. No, no, we're here. We're here, Bob, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, as a contractor for nine years and um, solely carting asbestos pipes Mm. and periodically the dust board contact me and uh, I go in for a lung function test every two or three years and I get very heavily congested in the morning but I get conflicting reports from their doctor or they tend to change doctors down there a bit and one will say <clears throat> you've only got calcified nodes outside the lung which is caused by the asbestos and another one will say well you have got some inside your lung and I just wonder if there's any recourse for compensation. Yeah good question Bob and Marie. Oh, look, uh, Bob, that's something I'm very happy to help you with if um, you wanted to leave your number. Sometimes, um, well, there are certain conditions that the dust board can compensate people for and other conditions that they can't. Um, but things change, you know, diseases progress, the condition can progress over time. So it's something that should be looked into regularly and I'm happy to help you out with that if you like. All right, if you can stay on the line, Bob, we'll get your details to Anne-Marie. Mal's called in as well. Hi, Mal. Oh, good day. How are you going? Um, really enjoy your show there, Deb. And uh, I just had a question for Anna Marie. Years, uh, years ago, I used to work as a motor mechanic in Sydney in a service station, and we used to regularly blow out, blow out the brake dust from the drums on cars and that. Mm. Have you had any problems with asbestos exposure being caused by that? We have. I've, I've got a few cases um, like, like that at the moment, Mal. So if you think that you've um, been in contact with asbestos brake pads, you should absolutely keep an eye on your, your chest and your breathing condition. Oh, there you go, Mal. We'll, we'll get your details too because that might be worth following up. Thank you for that call. We've just followed up too, Anne-Marie, with, that, uh, with a call from Michael. And mm-hmm. asbestos removal, Safe Work Australia says you do not need a licence to remove up to 10 square metres of non-friable asbestos or asbestos-containing material. So he's absolutely right. That loophole exists, according to Safe Work Australia, which um something that you've you've just been educated about on the show as well as myself. So um, yeah. thank you to Michael for calling through with that. Yeah. Patrick, what was your question? Yeah, 
Who's responsible? Yeah, Patrick, it's got a good point there. Anne-Marie, do you know the answer? It, it's a very good question, Patrick, and, and this is exactly the, the issue with these home renovations and with having contractors in because there's not enough to be that, that's being done by councils, by the government, um, by anybody really that, that, that's allowing uh, homeowners or um, building owners to have a register of where asbestos is present, and this is the problem. Until you run into it, you don't often know. Yeah, yeah it's a big concern. Great calls today. We, I think we might give Michael our $100 Westfield voucher, though, with the uh, that loophole that he's raised our attention to. So we'll send that out to Michael in Leichhardt. And if you've got a question, turnerfreeman.com.au. You can call them 13 43 63. But Anne-Marie Pascali, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Deb. Anne-Marie Pascali there looking at legal matters as we do this time every Tuesday here on Afternoons with Deborah Knight.